think you're what they say you are Ricky Lee, superstar Do you think you're what they say you are It's showtime with Ricky Lee My sincerest thanks for joining me today on 101.5 WHRU for what promises to be a really fantastic interview. Now, we have listeners from around the world, so if you are ever outside the broadcast area, you can listen to the station in real time at HuntleyRadio.com. And when it comes to It's Showtime with Ricky Lee, you can listen to current and past episodes as one of your favorite podcasts, available on all major platforms. Susanna B. has what I would call a dreamy voice. You can just get caught up in the beauty of the way she sings. Now, Susanna B. is an old friend of the show, and I am thrilled to have this amazingly talented artist on today to talk about her new single, a beautiful cover of Billy Joel's classic, Vienna. We'll also be discussing her upcoming album and even mention her executive producer role of Patricia Arquette's directorial debut, Gonzo Girl, starring William Defoe and Camilla Maroney. There are so many exciting things to cover in today's interview, so without further ado, let's get this party started, and welcome to the show, Susanna B. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm great, Ricky. How are you? Well, I am doing fantastic, and I really can't wait to talk about Vienna. Um, So, okay, this song, it's a Billy Joel classic, and, you know... I understand it had kind of a personal connection that you had, that, that this wasn't just a song that you heard one day and said, oh, I want to do that, but but there's a story behind it. Yes, yes. I feel like I, Vienna and I go way back, you know, as a song. I mean, I was a huge Billy Joel fan from the beginning. I think I was, I'm deep in my 50s, okay? So I was like in like middle school when, um, when this the stranger first came out okay. and, and Billy Joel is like, to me, the ultimate New York city songwriter. And I'm from New York city. So, uh, I always just felt, you know, just a kinship to him. And then Vienna, um, the story I'll tell you is that when I was turning, I think it was 13, I was a very like super overscheduled, ambitious New York city kid. And I was going all over the city and I had singing lessons and dancing lessons and acting lessons and auditions. And I was singing in clubs and I was just like really doing a lot all outside of school. And um, so for my 13th birthday, my stepdad made me a little movie and he showed it to everybody before, you know, at the start of my party. And in it, there was like this pan that he did the slow pan shot across my calendar, which was like handwritten all the things I was doing. And while he had that shot going, he played Billy Joel singing, slow down, you crazy child. You're so ambitious for a juvenile. And it's just like, I felt like the song was written about me. And I did a cover of it about, a version of it um, about, whatever, 10, 15 years ago or something. And I liked it a lot, but I felt like, I always felt like, oh, I want to do it again. I think I could do it better. And so this is what I did. Well, and, and, you know, 
I have revisited songs myself. It's fun to approach it a new way. Okay, I've conquered it. I've done it that one way, but there's so many possibilities. I mean, that's that's the beautiful thing about music is yeah. there's so many right ways to do it. And you went with a little bit of a departure on uh, on this approach with Vienna. Um, tell us about what kind of went into your thought process, what you were going for with it, and how you would describe it um, with the end result. I think for me, um, I mean, it's a very elusive lyric, you know, Vienna waits for you. And I once read uh, something that Billy Joel had had said about, you know, what the song was about to him, and it was totally different than what I expected. For me, Vienna waits for you always had to do with kind of those things you want, that moment when you feel like you're, you've done it, you've made it, it's there, like it's okay, it'll happen in its own time. And the, the refrain that, that I noticed this time going into it was, slow down, and he says it a few times, slow down, you're doing fine, slow down, you crazy child. And I felt like, especially in these days and these times with the pace that we're all just like constantly jamming on and everyone I know is so overwhelmed and social media, I think, you know, is a gift and a curse because it allows us to connect with like the entire world, but it's also like such an overwhelm of information and split second, you know, tiny little videos. And I just, I really felt like it, it fit these days. And I guess I, I took musically Mike Farrell, my co-producer, and he arranged the um the instruments we talked about my husband actually was the one who said you know clarinet would be so great on that because clarinet's kind of got a wistful kind of an old-fashioned vibe yeah, yeah almost wanted, like, like a, a sinatra kind too. of sinatra i always associate with clarinet yes yes and the guy who plays clarinet actually played with frank sinatra oh wow okay yeah, he's amazing sal lozano and so i just um i knew i wanted to to have kind of unusual instruments. We have like accordion, we have, um, but then we also have a, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name of it. It's that Indian instrument that- um, A sitar? Uh, no, not no. a sitar, it's like a keyboardy type. Oh. Completely blanking on the name of it. Um, but so we wanted to mix up the instruments because I've always been known for kind of using world instruments sometimes. and you know, older fashion type instruments or jazz type instruments in, in more modern uh, songs. But then I also, I always work from a groove, you know, I always start with a groove and I, I wanted to speed up the tempo. Um, and so I did that and uh, I just love the song so much. I don't know, it comforts me, it soothes me. And I feel kind of like we, we ended up with a version that is very soothing. I love that you call my my voice dreamy. I've heard that that adjective, like a few times in the last few days, as people have heard the song, we just released it yesterday. So. Yeah, and you know it is it is just wonderful. I, I really love yeah. it. I and and I wanted to talk kind of about the about the arrangement and um, the the unique approach to it, the tempo, and 
I know a lot of that came from you. And then you also had your production partner, Mike Farrell, working yeah. on that. And tell us about the collaboration effort, um, because I've had people that it's it's just, you know, you can get the work done collaborating with them and it's good. And then there's other people that it's just you click, you, you're reading each other's minds. And I know that you've worked with Mike before. And I wondered if that was the kind of relationship that you guys have. Yeah, Mike Farrell, um, known professionally as Michael Farrell, is an incredibly talented man who happens to have a couple of jobs. He tours all the time with uh, Alanis Morissette all over the world. He's been writing and recording and touring with her for many years. He also tours with um, Martin Short and Steve Martin. And he toured, you know, and worked with uh, Macy Gray and Morrissey and uh, he's he's wonderfully talented and experienced, but um, he also is one of the musical directors and the head of the band on American Idol. So he has this vast knowledge of, you know, a million songs because they, of course, go through all those songs when they're trying to figure out what people are going to sing on that show. And I had met him uh, through another keyboardist who said, you know, I think you would really like Mike. He He comes from a pop background. And so when I did a jazz album, uh, a, a couple of years ago, he worked with me on that, but he wasn't the arranger on that. He was he was a player and he was terrific. And uh, we did a, a duet together and he sang with me and it was really fun. We just have a really easy vibe between us. But this was an opportunity. This album uh, was an opportunity for me to go to him and say, hey, like, let's go a little deeper. Let's you know, I want you to co-produce with me and I'm going to play you some of these old songs of mine, because initially I just was thinking about this next album, um, kind of, I just wanted to look at my older songs, which maybe didn't get as much attention as I wished they had. You know, I, I was a mom when I was putting out my indie records, and so I could only do so much, you know? Right. So my kids are in college now, so I felt like I had more time, and I just said to Mike, let's look through these old songs and see which ones are still relevant, you know, which ones are good enough. And if they're not good enough, can I rewrite them? Can we update them? You know, what are we going to do? And so, and we listened to a lot of current music together that I liked and he just, he's just great and, and so collaborative and just throws out ideas. But we did start with also the um, kind of a, a linchpin was he plays um, a Wurlitzer that was my mother's. My mom oh. was a, a well-known singer songwriter. And this, this Wurlitzer is this little electric piano that she wrote a lot of songs on. I, I remember it all my life, you know, as I grew up watching her play it. And I'm not the best player in the world. Mike is way better than I am. I can like do chords, but he can really <laughs> play. And we just decided he was going to play the Wurlitzer on all the tunes. And that's kind of where we started. And, you know, that is a great tribute to your mother, Carol Hall, who was a, a Broadway composer and lyricist and, and you know, just a, a, a classic uh, all in her own right. And, and now you're continuing the tradition as a, an artist in your own right. And, yeah. le, you know, let's talk about a couple of the other musicians that you have playing on this single. And then I, I don't I would presume that they play on the album as well. But, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. But let's talk yeah. about the other musicians. You have uh, Victor. Is it? In, in Drizzo. In Drizzo. Uh, tell it's me, Drizzo, yeah. you have Victor and Drizzo, uh, Sean Hur Hurley, Hurley. Uh -huh. and David Levita, and Sal Lozano, who you already yeah. mentioned. Uh, right. You know, it was the Sinatra guy. So let's right. talk about and, the band. Tell, tell me okay. about the, the different players. Yeah, I met Sal doing my jazz album. So I had him on two of the songs, um, both of the covers, actually. I did two covers on this album. Um, 
the album is called POV because it really is my point of view uh, through the years of, of, you know, through different songs. There are two covers. One is the Billy Joel uh, cover, Vienna. And then the other cover is a song that my mom wrote, actually, that um, that was from a classic cult, iconic 70s kids album called Free to Be You and Me. So <laughs> wrote a song called It's All Right to Cry. So Sal played on that and on Vienna, but the, the rest of the band played on everything. And really, they came to me through Mike, through Mike Farrell, because they all play with Alanis Morissette and tour with her. So Mike has toured and played with these guys for you know a long time. They're all really comfortable together. And Victor Andrizzo is the drummer. He has toured with a gazillion people, but in particular, someone I got excited about was Beck because I love Beck. Um, Sean Hurley is doing amazing work around town with with this um, very cool pop jazz woman who's local, um, and he's toured with with Atlantis as well. And then um, Dave Levita is the guitarist. Sean is on bass. Um, Dave Levita has also toured with Alanis and is currently touring with Tim McGraw. So these guys are top notch, amazing musicians, really, really fast. And when we went in the studio, I was lucky. They liked me and we hit it off and they liked what I was doing. And so we've just we've only been in the studio a couple of times together, but we've done like five songs, seven songs in a day. You know, it's just been really fun. And I want to come right back and talk about the whole uh, production process and recording process of this album and the single. You've been li- you're listening to It's Showtime with Ricky Lee on 101.5 WHRU. Remember, you can always listen to current and past episodes as podcasts available on all major platforms. Today, we are talking shop with our dear friend, Susanna B., daughter of famed Broadway composer and lyricist Carol Hall, and a very accomplished recording artist in her own right. Her new single, a touching cover of Billy Joel's Vienna, has just dropped, and it is gonna be a hit. For more information, you can always visit Susanna B., Dot com. All right, Susanna. So let's talk about the recording process, because for anyone who's never been in the studio, it is the most fun experience and the most uh. frustrating experience and everything in between. And in the end, you are either extremely happy or extremely unhappy. And I can tell from listening to Vienna that you are are very happy with the entire album. So let's talk <laughs> Let's talk about the process of getting there. Um, okay. Take it well, away. I, I was going to ask you, well, why is it frustrating? I mean, I, I haven't found it frustrating. Why do you find it frustrating? Um, you know, maybe because I have all these ideas in my head and I'm going for perfection. Um, mm. And, you know... Uh, and then I have to adapt. And, well, is that not working? Oh, it's not working. How can I fix it? And so it, the frustrating is in trying to figure out the way to fix it. And the joy is coming to that solution and saying, oh, that's what works. Yeah, yeah, I definitely understand that. It is true that being in the recording studio is kind of a perfectionist's you know, dream because it's the place where you can literally like shave off, you know, the the tiniest bit of a breath or a note or, you know, there's so much you can do with technology now. Um, and uh, yeah, I, it can get, you can get obsessive. Of course, there is that possibility. But I find that 
um, surrounding myself with guys like these and particularly Mike, my, my co-producer, I trust him implicitly. And, you know, I really look to him because I know that I don't always have a hundred percent perspective on my, let's say my performance. I'm getting, I'm, I'm pretty good at this point saying, Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. Or no, let me do that one again. I can do it better. But you know, when it does happen every so often that I start getting like a little obsessed with like, no, 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 I have to get that one. I got to get that one note. No, no, no. You know, he will be the one who says, no, it's good. Like, trust me, we're good. We're good. Let's, let's leave that or whatever. But I love the studio. I think also for me, having grown up with my mom doing quite a bit of recording in the studio, um, she did before she wrote for Broadway, she was uh, in the seventies, she was a singer songwriter and she was touring with Don McLean on his American pie tour and, oh, cool. and Messina and Chris Christopherson. So she cut two albums um, in the early seventies on Electra records, which was a very, you know, well-known label at the time with Carly Simon and all these cool people. And my mom really, that wasn't her vision. She truly wanted to do Broadway always. So she wrote these very theatrical songs. I can't say that like she was a big hit on, you know, out there, touring because her stuff was was kind of unusual. However, she was in the studio a lot and then also doing um, commercial jingles and kids albums and all sorts of stuff. So I was in the studio with her quite a bit. And I just remember like hanging out on the leather couches and like listening to music over and over and taking naps and just it was always this cozy, you know, place that felt just so safe and warm and creative and it still feels like that it's like my favorite place to be i absolutely love it and these days i've been recording vocals and in the studio uh, you know a couple times a month i mean about once a week or something if i'm lucky and that is just so it's just great i love it so much and um we just have a blast and i will say these guys because mike prepares you know he'll write out charts which is something i can't do because he and I have worked out stuff and we've had rehearsals together and worked on a... So you rehearse with... You and Mike rehearse mainly. Yeah, yeah. And then we you bring out, in the, the, okay, the we're players. Gonna and... Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to, you know... But then there comes a moment where he's written, you know, very bare charts of the, the chords of the song. We usually do not give... You know, we never give the song to the, the musicians ahead of time. You know, we don't want them to prepare or anything mm -hmm. like that. We want it to happen in the studio. And these guys are so professional and so experienced they just, you know, they just magic can get created. And the, the cool thing was um, when we were in the studio about a month or so ago, uh, they, were, they were so fast that we finished. Like we had three songs to, to record and we, we finished really early. I knew we would. And so then Mike was like, all right, well, what else do you want to do? And I was like, well, let's do some Christmas songs. We'll, we'll do a Christmas oh, EP wow. next year. So we did like just on the fly, we did a couple of Christmas songs. And then we did this. We did, I think it was, um, you know, that chestnuts roasting on an open fire song, yeah. right? The Christmas song. So I sang it and the band did it and it sounded very, very nice, but it sounded very like typical to mm -hmm. me. It sounded quite nice. And yet there was nothing that excited me about it. And I said, I was in the vocal booth and the other guys were in, in their big studio playing together. And I said, hey guys, that, that was nice, but like, you know, was it really Susanna B? Like, can we, can we, what do you think? Yeah. And then Sean, the bassist, he was like, okay, well, you know, let's think about who, who are your inspirations? Okay. Like how would Bill Withers do it? And, and we just start, and they started grooving. And then I started singing in a different way. And it was just like, 
they get me, you know, and that was a really exciting moment that made me realize I want to just, you know, keep bringing these guys in and and do kind of a like Cheryl Crow had like sort of a Tuesday night music club type. Of yeah. Thing, like. Now, will we when will we see the light of day of these uh, Christmas tunes? Will they be released as singles over the over time or as an out al- a Christmas album? Well, for this Christmas, I am releasing one. Uh, it, that's going to be my next single after Vienna just dropped yesterday, as you said. Um, and then November 29th, um, I'm releasing a single that's really special to me because it was also written by my mother and it was one of her biggest i mean she never really had a a big hit on the charts except for this song because it was covered by dolly parton and among other people dolly parton made it a hit but then leanne rhymes recorded it um um uh, reba mcintyre recorded it uh rupaul did a disco version and allison krauss did a duet like it's a well-known song called Hard Candy Christmas. My and favorite came, song in that musical. I mean, it, yeah, probably it everyone's. From, it's just beautiful. Yeah, Right. It's beautiful. And I sang it with my mom my whole life. It was always our duet. And we always sang it wherever she performed. Like That's what we And we sang it exactly the same way. And someone was talking to me recently and said, hey, you should, you know, think about some Christmas songs. It's a great way to just get your, your stuff out there. And, and, um, I was thinking about, okay, what Christmas songs? And I thought, oh, wait, my mom, <laughs> like mom wrote a Christmas song. I forgot. And so this time um, it was just so special because it was just me singing. My mom isn't with us anymore. And it was so, it's not really hard to put into words, but it's such a deep, soulful kind of inheritance that she gave me. And these songs are like, you know, kind of like, my hope chest, you know, the yeah. quilts I feel like she left me. And to sing it um, in my own way was really great. I just played it the other day for my stepdad and he was so thrilled because I, I wanted to find my own way into it. And we really did. It's got a totally different vibe than any of the other versions. Um, Mike and I started initially talking about like, all right, what's our inspiration? We always have like a jumping off point. And we were listening to Marvin Gaye and <sighs> listening to Mercy, Mercy Me and like, you know, just kind of like that kind of vibe. And so, and someone else heard it the other day and said, it's got like a steely Dan kind of a thing. So I'm just, you know, I'm thrilled. And that's what'll come out this Christmas. And then there will be an EP. We will add, um, I think probably like we'll have six or seven Christmas songs that'll come out um, in the, you know, the next year, but we'll have them early enough that in June and July is the time when songs get licensed for the holidays, like in commercials and TV shows and things like that. So we'll have it ready by the by the summer, but you guys will hear it, you know, in 2020. Well, that's so exciting. Now, um, you do covers, you know, like Vienna and your your mom's uh, Hard Candy Christmas. Uh, you also write. Yes. Um, where's the balance for you with that? Uh, because I know there's different, there's different joys that you can get from, from putting your touch on somebody else's thing, as opposed to the joys of creating your little gem, all your, your own or with a partner. So tell me a little bit about where your balance is there. Oh no, that's a great question. I, I think that it sort of depends on my mood. I think that covers are easier in the sense that, Uh, It's not my own heart and soul being put on the line, you know, and I'm not being judged for the actual song writing as much. Um, But of course, there's more pressure because there's been other versions and am I going to live up to it? And, um, 
you know, someone was asking me, like, were you intimidated, you know, singing a Billy Joel song? And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I was. Yes, I have moments of terror regularly. But, um, you know, I so so I think that's what goes with covers. But I love I love singing other songs. I, I always have been a person who just, you know, loved songs of all different kinds. Um, but this album I'm really excited about because it's mostly all original. Uh, and yeah, I get to share my own point of view on all different subjects. I have a song that's very much um, kind of uh, like from one friend to another, basically okay. saying, hey, that relationship you're in, it, it, he's not worth it. Like, yeah. don't like really like think about it. You're you're worth more than that. And I I feel like that's kind of a. Um, a situation a lot of people can relate to. I have another song that's um, called I Got Lucky that's about being in a, a great relationship. And like, you know, I've been married a long time and just feeling like, damn, I really got lucky, you know? And um, and I have another song uh, that's kind of about how, uh, how certain relationships can be just so challenging. And the song is kind of at a moment where you're like, I don't really know what's going to happen with this relationship. And it's not necessarily romantic. It could be in a family or a friendship, but where you're like, wow, this is tough. We're having some issues here. <laughs> I know what to do next, but you know what? I'm going to let it go tonight and I'm just going to trust it's going to be all right. And that one's called be all right. And so it, it expresses, you know, these songs express my things I care about and they're often, you know, kind of internally oriented on feelings and thoughts more than, um, you know, issues or something, but, uh, it's, it's vulnerable and yet it's also really powerful. I love the idea that people could, could sing along. I try to write hooks and choruses that, that people can sing along to. That means a lot to me. Yeah, it, it is a, just a wonderful blend of musically, you know, hooks. Um, but then if you listen to the lyrics, um, meaningful you know the, the the songs obviously come from the heart yeah. you've been listening to it's showtime with ricky lee here on 101.5 whru thank you so much for being a part of the success of this show today i have had the great pleasure of chit-chatting with one of my favorite guests talented vocalist Susanna B., who has recently added film producer to her credits. Be sure to download a copy of Susanna B.'s new single, a stunning cover of Billy Joe's classic Vienna, and make plans to see Gonzo Girl, directed by Patricia Arquette and starring William Defoe and Camilla Maroney. Remember, you can keep up to date on all of Susanna B.'s projects at her official website, SusannaB.com. Susanna B., I just love your voice. I love the single. I can't wait to hear the whole album. Thank you so much for being on the show. We wish you continued success, and I can't wait to uh, see you in the spotlight. Thank you so much. I love being here, and you're great. I love your questions. And, yeah, thanks to everybody for listening. I appreciate being here.